The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. By tomorrow, I will rule the world! <laughs> you think he's gone? He's not gone! That's the whole point! He's never gone! Is this some radical new therapy? You see? <laughs> well, I must have never been paying attention. When you were just talking to me Do you think that she could repeat the question? And I listen more attentively There must have been something In all of that nothing That wasn't quite so easy to see uh, Facebook is so slow It is I was just reading this newspaper. It's uh, Valley Patriot. It's a pretty good paper. Huh. I was reading about Pirelli's Deli. It's kind of neat. That's pretty cool. I think I know that guy. The guy that makes the paper. All right. Should we get the show on the road? I mean, if you want. If you could pull me up just a little. I know I said sure. it was okay, but I, got I apologize. You. So, you know, I don't want to start the show. Now I just want to listen to Mel. I know. See, I didn't go too high, so I can all fall. Is that what it is? You nailed it this yeah. week. I gotta put a clamp. I gotta put a clamp on my balls to get as high as Melbourne Taylor. Wow! Well. I don't know how he gets so high up there. It's Some crazy. He's got the talent. That's the talent. All right, let's get this show on the road. Hi, how you guys doing? My name's Tom Duggan. We're into Paying Attention Podcast. Hi, Top. Two guys, Smoke Shop at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. I want to thank our guests from last week, Don Smiriglio and uh, Jim and Paul Tamacchio from Borelli's. We've got them on the front page of the paper. Paper's out now. Um, I stopped by the warehouse on my way here, and my drivers are going to be there today. They're going to be delivering today and tomorrow, so we're a little late coming out this month. Uh, we had an issue with the printer, but they will all be on the streets by today or tomorrow. So we want to uh, thank the um, <coughs> thank the Tamakios and uh, and Don Smiriglio for coming in. I think that was a pretty good get. And uh, mm-hmm. and a couple of friends of mine that don't like real, they're not really from around here. Said, like, is that really like a topic for the front page? I said, you don't understand how famous Borelli's is. Yeah. Like when I put these papers up in Salisbury and Newburyport, they'll be go- they'll go because people will see Borelli's. Everybody knows what Borelli's is. It's a, it's got a great reputation. Yeah. In the community, so uh, they deserve to be on the front page, and uh, and we're happy to have them. One of the sponsors, we got a really really busy show today, so I want to try and breeze through these. Uh, McLennan Real Estate Century Twenty One. I got to tell you, we did the real estate page for the Valley Patriot this month, and we we're only at one page. There's only one page. Usually, we're two or three pages of. Uh, well, what we do is we print the foreclosures and property sales every month. At the end of the month, we print all of uh, Andover, North Andover, Methuen, and Andover, North Andover, Methuen, and Lawrence. Um, and we usually print like three pages, and we're down to like one page. So we got to get Matt on again to talk about the real estate market in the Valley, because it seems like it's changed. Um, 
and maybe, I don't know, I don't know what it's an indication of, because he's a real estate guy, but we'll have him on. The Zany Pesci Law Office, love Jaina Zany Pesci, yes, she's the do. most beautiful woman alive, it's incredible. Uh, and I love Vinny too, it's just, it's hard to love him as much as I should love him, because he has the most beautiful woman in the world, yeah. and I don't, so it's kind of hard. Uh, Ronnie Marsan, Marsan and Sun Construction, EIS, Investigation and Gun Trading, Borelli's Deli, where I'm going to get my hot sausage today, and I'm going to try the new... Um, they've got a new recipe. It's called, I think it's called pepper flake hot sausage. Ooh. You know, I think it's the pe- the hot pepper flakes you put on pizza, woven oh. into the sausage. So if that's the case, Ooh. I'm assuming that's the case. I'm going to be getting a couple of pounds of that today um, because it's grill weather is coming up. So we want as much of that as we can. Tomo and shaken seafood, Clear Path for Veterans, New England, Mercurio Law Office, AFC Urgent Care. <sighs> Pleasant Valley Landscaping and a free shout out to JG's Ice Cream and Sullivan Insurance. We, by the way, have room for one ad, one sponsor for the show. If you want, it's two hundred dollars a month. Uh, it's actually three hundred a month. If you come in now, I'll give it to you for two because um, we just want to fill that fill that extra spot. Uh, very busy show today. I want to start off by saying I'm wearing my 76ers hat. I've got a couple of um, a couple of nasty comments when I was filling my gas tank this morning wearing this. Oh. Uh, apparently, uh, well, listen, Boston is a very is a very sports oriented area, yes. and the 76ers are playing the Celtics. And if they win tonight, they eliminate the Celtics. Now, I'm a hometown guy. I'm always I'm always for rooting for the hometown. Except that one of the best players on the 76ers is George Niang, and George Niang is from Methuen. He's a local guy. Yeah. And so we're there. I'm, I'm, we're all getting together tonight. We're going to the Clatter in Lawrence, who's, by the way, a fine advertiser. Um, we'd love to have them on the show if they ever wanted to do that. Um, we're all going to the Clatter tonight to cheer on George. So I've got my 76ers hat on. I'm ready to, I'm ready to cheer, and I feel bad for all the local people that they're all – I know I'm getting, I'm getting the looks out of the audience. I have a studio audience today. Um, but uh, but we, we – we, I really, really want to see George do well tonight. He's such a good guy. In fact, I I don't watch basketball because I'm not a bas- I'm not a sports guy, but I've been watching the 76ers since they got into the playoffs. And one of the announcers said when he came onto the court, he said, "If you ask anybody in the NBA, George Niang is one of the nicest people you've ever met in your life." And to have a sportscaster say that, like, these guys just savage every single player on every team right. on a regular basis. <laughs> so to have, like, a sportscaster say that, that really meant a lot. And, uh, and, by the way, his mom watches the show faithfully. So, hi, Mom, if you're watching, we're going to be rooting for your son tonight. Please come down. We're going to beat the Clatter. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, a couple of things before we get to the heavy topics. Um, I had this right here. Okay, so Veterans Northeast Outreach. You guys remember two years ago when I wrote a story about Veterans Northeast Outreach? And how they were not servicing veterans. You remember when I highlighted their new director and talked about some of the abysmal things that they were doing at Veterans Northeast Outreach in Haverhill? Veterans Northeast Outreach is, is a nonprofit that was started by my friend, John Radka, who himself is a veteran, who had the life philosophy that you never say no to a veteran. No matter what it is, if a veteran needs help, you help them. And when he passed, the board hired a series of people to run uh, Veterans Northeast, and since then, they've lost millions in grants because the grants call for veterans to be working on the grant. Like they give them the money for like job training and stuff, but you have to hire veterans to do it. And when they when they hired Ed Mitchell, Ed Mitchell came in and got rid of all the veterans that were working there and started hiring his buddies who were all civilians and not veterans. So because of that, they lost millions of dollars in grants from the state and federal government. Then they got rid of him. 
and they've got a new guy has come on, and he just unfortunately committed suicide um, about a month or two ago, and I got a lot of shit for reporting that, but I have to do my job. Uh, the people that are running it now, I've been getting calls for the last week from veterans who are about to be homeless because they're being housed at Veterans Northeast Outreach, and Veterans Northeast Outreach is evicting them. They're evicting veterans who have PTSD, who have mental health issues, and who have physical issues. And one of them told me, and I'm going to track it down, and I am going to track it down, that he's being evicted because he has some physical, some physical situations. So um, I, don't, I, I, I don't expect everybody to say we're sorry two years later, now that everything that we found out about Veterans Northeast is actually happening, and now that we've got proof that it's happening, and I was telling you that this two years ago, but now we've got veterans coming forward, and it'll probably be on the front page of the next Valley Patriot, and I'm being told from people inside Veterans Northeast Outreach that they're in big trouble, that they may not exist like for very much longer, uh-huh. and that's really sad. That's really sad, because I didn't want to ever see them close. I just wanted them to service veterans, and if you've got homeless veterans, here's what they did. They went out and they got grants to house homeless veterans. And then because they fucked up, they lost the grants. So they went up on the rent for the veterans and started charging veterans. And when the veterans couldn't afford the, the, the increase in cost because there's no grant to cover their rent anymore, they're evicting them. So now you have a so-called homeless organization for veterans that's making veterans homeless. If that's not something to be outraged by, I don't know what could outrage anybody. Like, all the things that you hear, the horrible things you hear on the news every day, if that doesn't outrage you, nothing will outrage you. Because these people went off and fought for their fucking country, and they got nothing for it, and they came back, and they ended up homeless or addicted or having PTSD, and then they go to Veterans Northeast Outreach for help, and they're getting thrown in the streets? Not to mention the fact that I have veterans who send me pictures of the food deliveries that they get, carrots with mold and rot all over it, boxes of cereal with the expiration date of 15 years ago. And these are not people who are just making shit up. These are veterans that I know, veterans that I've helped, veterans that I've gotten off the street, that Randy has gotten off the street and gotten into housing at Veterans Northeast, who are now calling saying, as of next week, I'm homeless. They're throwing me out of Veterans Northeast Outreach. So I expect every state rep that follows me that I supported in the last election, every senator that I campaigned for in the last election, and every local official that I supported in the last election to be picking up the phone, calling Veterans Northeast Outreach, and getting this resolved. Figure a way to hold people accountable who are there, and I don't know how you do that, but do it. And then find a way to help these veterans that they're throwing out. And don't do it by giving them more money because obviously they can't handle it. Find another way. Go through ClearPath. Go through another organization. Find a way to get the resources to these guys because they fought for their damn country. And, you know, I know we've got a big topic to talk about today, and I don't want to spend too much time on this. But, Jesus Christ, what is wrong with these people? Like, seriously. John Ratka has got to be rolling over in his grave. He started this organization from the ground up. Veterans Northeast Outreach didn't exist before John Ratka. He started it. He made it a 501c3. He purchased the church building in Haverhill. He spent money to renovate the church building in Haverhill. And then he got together with other people and got grants to purchase property so that when they found a homeless veteran on the street, they could put him in an apartment that day. And until the time he died, they did exactly that. And since the time he died, they have done nothing but shit on veterans. I'm sorry. I, 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 it, it's just what it is. And I know there's some good people over there 
And they always call me and say, why are you shitting on veterans northeast? There's some good people here. Listen, there were good, some good people in Germany, too, in World War II, right? Uh, one, only one-third of Germany were actually Nazis, members of the Nazi party. But did it matter? Did it matter that some of the people in Germany were good? No, it doesn't matter. If the people that are running the show are, are pieces of crap. So I expect phone calls. I expect emails, and I expect this to be resolved by my next show. If it's not resolved by my next show, then I'm going to be getting state senators and state representatives on the record, on this show, on camera, on tape, asking them what they're doing about it and humiliating them for not doing anything. That's, that's where this is going. I'm telling you, this, that's where it's going in advance because I always like to give people a heads up. I don't like to go that route. I'd rather not go that route. So please don't make me go that route. Please pick up the phone and, and fix this situation. Uh, what else? I want to thank Harrow's Pies, who uh, Wally at Harrow's Pies found out two nights ago that TMF, who does the family dinners for the homeless in Lawrence, uh, their sponsor for Wednesday night's dinner, bowed out at the last minute. I don't know what the situation was, maybe a family emergency. Um, we never judge anybody when they bow out last minute. Sometimes things happen and you just can't do it. We put out a call on Facebook, and in under five minutes, Wally from Harrow's Pies Picked up the phone, called Michael and said, I'm in. We will donate all of the dinner for Wednesday night for 100 people for the homeless at the bus station in Lawrence. So we want to thank Wally at Harrow's Pies. Uh, I actually want to give them a free ad in the Valley Patriot for what they do. They really do help us out. All right, what else do we have here? Uh, real quick, the CDC is closing three beach entrances at Salisbury Beach, entrance 8, 9, and 10. They're going to be closed for the summer because your government officials don't give two shits about you. Uh, they claiming that it's because of uh, beach erosion and uh, sand washing away in those areas. Uh, and instead of trying to actually repair them and get it fixed with all of the millions of dollars that get pumped into Salisbury for that beach, instead of just fixing the problem, they decided we're just going to close the three entrances to the beach for the summer. And what is that going to do for the economy of Salisbury? It's going to hurt the economy of Salisbury. So who's the new Salisbury state rep? I don't know who it is because I don't think I've ever met them. Uh, but they need to get on this, and they need to make it happen. Uh, otherwise, you come up for re-election in another year. You just got elected to brand new rep. You better get on this, uh, and I'm going to look up who it is. I should have before the show, but I didn't because it's the one race I didn't cover in the last election. All right, what else do we have? Um, should we do Methuen, or should we do Columbus? I think we'll do, maybe do Columbus Day first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're just going to quickly touch on that, and then we can end with the... So we wrote an editorial this month. It's the first time in 19 years that I've continued an editorial to a different page because I couldn't cut anything out of it because it needed to be said. This town of Andover, their Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee decided that they didn't want to be inclusive or diverse or equitable anymore. They want to cancel Columbus Day. And, uh, in, and in replacing Columbus Day, they want to make it Indigenous Peoples Day. Now, what is this really all about? This is just an attack on white people is what this really is. Columbus Day was a day that was set aside for Italian-Americans after Italian-Americans were treated so horribly when they first came to this country. Some of them were lynched. Some of them were murdered. Uh, we detailed uh, one, of the, one of the situations that led up to Columbus Day becoming Columbus Day. We gave people a nice little history lesson that is actually true. You can Google it. You can look it up. Um, it's not, and there's nothing made up in that. And, and the fact is, indigenous people aren't indigenous to the United States. I don't know why we keep calling them indigenous people. Anybody who studies like fifth grade history knows that the so-called indigenous people, the Indians, came across the Bering Strait from Russia 
to this continent. And then when the seas rose, the Bering Strait Bridge was no longer, it was, there was a land bridge, and the, the bridge was no longer when the seas rose, and they ended up getting stuck on the continent, not being able to get back to their original continent. So they're not indigenous to this country. But in America today, we have to call everything what it's not, because it's all about how people feel. So we're going to call them indigenous people. I'm all for having an indigenous people day. I don't like the name because it's not accurate. I'm, I'm for having a day for the Indians. And I don't care what you want to call it. You want to call it Indigenous People Day. I'm fine with that. But there's 364 other days that you could pick to honor Indigenous people. And I think that, they, and I don't have the, the, I think it's August 9th. I could be wrong on the exact date, but I know it's in August. The UN, about 15, 20 years ago, has already established an Indigenous People Day worldwide. And I think it's August 9th. Do it August 9th. Do it August 10th. Do it any of the other 364 days but Columbus Day. If this was really about helping indigenous people get recognized, and they should be recognized, then why would they be trying to replace Columbus Day with this rather than just finding another day? Here's why. Because today's, today's racist fascists on the left attack white people and think that it's okay to attack white people. They've completely shit on Martin Luther King's dream that we all be, get treated the same, they don't want to treat everyone the same. They don't want to treat everyone equally. They want, they want revenge for what previous white people did, who are now dead, that, that aren't even around anymore. And they want to somehow get them back. They want to somehow show today's white people how it felt to be a, an indigenous person or a black person or some other kind of person. But when Italian Americans came to this country, they were considered the N-words of the Europeans. And they were often called the N-words of the European only. They didn't say N-word back then, all right? And they were treated horribly by the Germans who were already here. They were treated horribly by the English who were already here. They were lynched. And it, there's tons of evidence of it. And in order, to, in order to try and welcome Italian-Americans to, to, as Americans to this country, we formed Columbus Day to honor the contribution of Italian-Americans, who, by the way, were an ethnic minority. They just were. I know today everybody who's white is considered privileged. But white people, in, to me, white people is a slur. There's various different ethnic groups. There's Australian, there's, there's Spaniards, there's Germans, there's, there's Austrians. They, they all have very different cultures. They all have very different pigments of skin. And by the way, there's racism among all of them. They all have racist views of, of all of the other groups. Racism has existed since the dawn of man. It will continue to exist until the last man takes his last breath on earth because it's the human condition. It's just what it is. When I grew up in Lawrence, and I know we got something to get to, but when I grew up in Lawrence, the, the, the Italians and the Irish hated each other. In fact, my aunt who raised me, my mom was Irish. She married an Italian in Cropra. Some members of the family took a long time to even speak to my uncle because he was a dirty Italian. And families split up over these kinds of things when I was growing up. And there was all kinds of racism among white people for other white people. So now that all these white people are all being lumped in together today and Italians are considered the same as like the English who came here and actually owned slaves, um, I look back and I see that the Italian-Americans back then were against the Jim Crow laws. The Italian-Americans back then were for civil rights for black people. And yet you're going to treat them the same as the Englishmen who owned the slaves and tortured slaves. 
That just shows an ignorance of history, and it shows a hate for a group of people at a time that you're pretending in your diversity, equity, and inclusion club that you have, pretending that you're doing something for the right reason against racism when you're really just being racist yourself. So I'm going to end with that because we've got some great video of the Methuen City Council. Boy, you know, someone came over to me the other night and said, did you see the last Methuen City Council meeting? I said, yeah, I really kind of stopped watching because it's just a nightmare. I mean, every, every single meeting, these people, for the, there's a few good ones there, but for the most part, they're, they're just political hacks who like to throw bombs at people and try and embarrass people. So I said, no, I didn't really watch. I didn't watch the meeting. He said, go watch it because it's plenty of fodder for your show. If you watch the way that the state representatives in Methuen were treated by the Methuen city councilors. And I thought, that can't be true. Because I know most of these city councilors, and most of them are really scummy people, but they also depend on the state reps and the state senator for their funding for the city. And the guy that I said that to said, yeah, but you forgot the fact that seven of the nine aren't coming back. They're not running for re-election, so they don't care anymore. So I said, all right, I'll go back and I'll watch it. Well, boy, did I watch it. Could not believe what I was... Even from the likes of the Methuen City Council. I could not believe the way these people were treated. Now, here's, uh, I got video, and I'm going to give you the build-up to the video. So here's what happened. They invited State Representatives Polino, Hamilton, and Reyes to come before the City Council because the state is doing their budget now. And how much money Methuen gets is going to depend on what the, what the budget numbers are at the state level because the state funds a lot of what goes on in Methuen. They also invited Senator Payano. Now, all four of these people are brand new. They just started in January. They're like, they're, they're, they're all freshmen, right? They're all new. Hamilton's new. Polino's new. Reyes is new. And, and, and uh, Pavel Piano took Diana Desaglio's job, who's now the state auditor, all right? So they were told they were coming to talk about funding. You're going to love the end of this. I'm, I'm going to give you a little preview now. At the end of this, Pavel Piano says, you know, I went to, we just came from Haverhill, and they were asking questions about school funding. They were asking questions about police funding. And then we went to Lawrence. They were asking the same kind of questions. And then we come here and we get this. Like he said it in a much nicer way than I am. But if you know politicians, you know exactly what he's saying. Because when they got there, Ryan Hamilton, and I don't think I have this on this clip, so I'm going to read it to you. Ryan Hamilton got up and started off with, we're pleased to announce that we've gotten the city of Bethlehem $71.2 million for the city. Now, you would think these guys would be fucking grateful. You think these guys would say, thank you, representatives, for getting us $71.25 million. $64 million of that goes to Chapter 70 money. That's your schools. How about a thank you? Thank you, Representative Hamilton. Thank you, Representative Polino. That would have been an appropriate thing to say. $175,000 for local earmarks. And Estella Reyes got, uh, and I, I think it was like $1.2 million. I can't remember what the exact number was, for the Methuen Senior Center. How about thank you, Estella Reyes? That would have been great if they'd said that. But you know what they did? They didn't talk about, can you increase our funding for the schools? They didn't say, can you increase our funding for the fire department? They didn't say, boy, we have a lot of infrastructure needs in Methuen. Can, can you increase how much money we're getting for certain projects and then name the projects? They didn't do any of that. Haverhill did that. Lawrence did that. Not in Methuen. In Methuen, here's what they're worried about. Do you guys remember for the last four years how all these city councilors pounded their fists and said, Joe Solomon's going to jail. He's a crook. He's a criminal. Any minute now, they're going to drag him off in handcuffs. I heard that for four and a half years. Any minute now, the feds are closing in. There's grand juries. Well, there were grand juries. There were five that I know of. 
five grand juries, and they found no criminal wrongdoing. They arrested Sean Fountain and offered him a plea deal that they would make all the charges go away if you just give us Joe Solomon. He said, I have nothing to give. And believe me, I know Sean Fountain. He's the squishiest guy you'll ever meet in your life. Nice guy, but he's squishy. The minute you apply a little bit of pressure, he folds on anything. And if you go back and watch any of those city council meetings, you'll know exactly what I mean. He starts off on one track. He's for something. Then somebody puts a little political pressure on him and boom, he folds and he goes the other way. If Sean Fountain had something to give on Joe Solomon, he would have given it. But he didn't have anything to give. So now he's being charged. And the city council is now four years later. After pounding their fist and lying to their constituents about the condition of the, the, the police department and what went on in the police department and who was responsible for what went on in the police department and promising their base of support, promising their supporters, Joe Solomon is going to jail. That's what they said over and over. Called him a crook. Called him a criminal. And four years later, that has never happened. So now they're freaking out. Now, because some of them want to run for mayor next year and they're all freaking out. Because Joe Solomon's not being charged with anything. Joe Solomon's not sitting behind bars. And they know, they know he's probably not going to be. So now they're flipping out and they wrote a letter to every law enforcement agency from like dog catcher up to the president. Begging for another investigation. Now, as far as I know, in my head, I've counted at least nine investigations against Joe Solomon. Still not in jail, still not indicted, still not being charged with anything. You can like Joe or not like Joe. This is not a subject about Joe. This is a subject about the facts. And the facts are he's still not sitting in jail. So they wrote this letter. And the mayor, uh, mayor's office wrote it. And they all signed it, begging the attorney general, district attorney Paul Tucker, the U.S. attorney's office, every law enforcement agency, please, please arrest this guy. You're making us look bad because you're not arresting this guy. So Ryan Hamilton, state representative, Polino, state representative, Reyes's aide, she wasn't there, but her aide was there, and Senator Piano show up at a city council meeting to talk about giving funding to Methuen. And all the city council wanted to talk about is, why didn't you sign our letter? Let's play that clip. It'd be important uh, if, you, if you have an interest in signing on to this letter, uh, that you send this information to uh, the delegation and you ask uh, for uh, them to support that. Can you just okay. pause it for one uh, second? You mentioned how the other reps have their own process, and Madam Chair, it's my last item. So, so by the way, they, they released the letter that they wanted this big investigation by every single law enforcement agency in the country, but never sent it to the reps, never sent it to Senator Piano, never asked them formally to sign off on this letter. They just ambushed them at this meeting to, to sign the letter. This is the first time they're hearing about it. And this is the way they got treated. Go ahead. Um, can, can we welcome the other reps in to speak at, on the letter? I'll step in. You know, I saw it. I haven't read it yet in detail. That's all I want. I just need time to read it. That's all. Because if I learned anything from my time on the city council, it's that importance of reading every single document word right. for word. We don't take things for granted. Counselor, I respect your word for it. But I like to read it for myself just based on my experience here in the city of Methuen with politics. So that's all. Um, and then we'll get back to you. But thank you for the offer. And, uh, you know, like the senator said, I just want to take some time to read it in full. Um, and then we'll, I'll get back to you. Thank you. So yeah. I'll recognize the uh, vice chair at this more, time. One more. Thank you, Representative. Councilor Gisaglia. 
Thank you, and I have two things, and I'm going to let the aide off the hook here. You're killing me if you tell me that you, Methuen, Methuen, supporting Methuen, and you have yet to read that letter. All due respect, guys, this is something that's been in the press, and I'm not going to eat at this because I know where you guys stand right now. You, you got to go back to the house and talk about it. That's fine. But someone that's coming into this and been in it for four years now, where some of these people have been going on six years, it's hard to believe no one knows what's going on here in Methuen. Okay. One second. I'm going to step in. Uh, with all due respect, Counselor, I was here when this started. Yeah. Now, we all know what's going on, but we want to read the specifics of the letter. That's, that's all we're talking about. I, don't, I can speak for myself here. Representing but Hamilton, over the past two weeks, you know what so, I've been focusing wait, wait. on? I've been focusing on delivering money for the city of Methuen, right. for projects that I care about, for mental health resources for our young people. Thank you. That's what I was focused much, on. Much With all due respect, I want to support you guys. Much, and the police, this investigation, that's Please you, Please limit the, mayor, the back and forth. The police chief, I don't want to get in your lane. You've now invited me to do it. Council McCarty has invited us yeah. to sign on. I will review it, as well as everyone in the state delegation who just committed to reviewing it, and then we will get back to you. Sorry. That's all. We're not, oh, we just want to stay in you. our lane and advocate Counselor, for the city. I'm, I'm sorry. Counselor and Rep. I get that. Thank you. It has been answered. The delegation yeah. is going to read the letter. Thank you. I, I get it. Can sure. we move on yeah, to I'll another move on question? I'll move on to my next question, and, and, and I'm going to just wrap this up quickly. All right? Before I see any citations hand out, all due respect... <laughs> I would like you guys to read this because you know what? Getting money for the city of Methuen, how much money have we spent on this lawsuit and how much money went to people that shouldn't have got that money Can you pause in it? their pockets and their pension? I'd like to know how much money you spent on the lawsuit too. I'd like to know how much money you spent on all of these lawsuits and all of these investigations. I, we all want to know that, but you won't tell us. How come you didn't say, how come, how come uh, uh, Councilor DeZaglio didn't give us a number? You'll notice that, right? You'll notice because they spent more money than they saved, by the way, as you move forward. Do you remember how they all called Solomon's a crook, Galant's a crook, Fountain's a crook? They're all crooks. They're stealing money. That contract should have been zero, two, and two. And then they negotiated a new contract for the superior officers, and they sat before you within the last, I don't know, six months or so, and they ratified that contract telling you it was zero, two, and two. Remember that? Now they said, finally, we have a contract we can vote for. This is, the old contract was horrible. It was criminal. They told you it was criminal, the old contract, because it had a 21% raise and they were told zero, two, and two. Go to the Methuen City Council website, download the Methuen Superior Office's contract, get a calculator like I did, and add up all of the bennies that are in that contract, and it's 26% with my Lawrence High School math. Maybe I'm off by 1%. It's 26%. So they told you 21% was criminal. They pushed out the chief. They pushed out other people. They called for indictments. They called for criminal investigations, which, by the way, no one's gone to jail yet, except Sean Fountain. And then they turned around and told you 0, 2, and 2 and passed a 26% raise for the superior officers. And by the way, I'm all for paying cops that money. I'm all for paying cops. They want to give them a 50% raise. I'll sign off on it tomorrow. You want to raise my taxes in North Andover to pay for your cops in Methuen? I'm okay with that too. I'm okay with paying cops that kind of money. But you're not. You guys said it was a criminal act what happened with the last contract. And I challenge everybody in my audience who is sitting there shaking their head, watching this saying, yeah, he's just defending Solomon. I'm not defending Solomon. 
I'm pointing out the actions of the counselors while the Solomon situation was going on. How they told you one thing and they did something exactly the same thing. Exactly the same thing that they told you was being done by other people. Go ahead. That money is going away from Methuen. So a taxpayer that's going to be here for about another 50 years, kids going to go into the school system. It's important to me today that this topic gets handled because it's been going for almost 10 years. Let's figure that one out. Next topic, and I'd all due respect, and I respect all three of you. I've supported all three of you in the election, and you know that. So I respect your positions, but when this is coming home, let's bring it home now. Let's finish this up. Yeah, please give Second us cover. Topic. I, please I cover our say, ass. Um, uh, Rep- Representative Hamilton was like, watch out uh, for this meeting tonight. It's going to be some tough questions. I'm, I, I said, what do you mean? Like, no, it's, it's fine. We, uh, I was in Haverhill. You know, that, that was great. I got some, I got some, asked some tough questions. It was about funding. It was about building schools. Right. It was about uh, what are the state issues that you're looking for. In Lawrence, it was very similar. I thought that today was going to be very similar, but I Wrong. see that you guys hit me with some uh, some very local issues, and that's not bad. Uh, so I, I hear your frustrations, and I think that um, one of the things that's important is, you know, let's not wait until uh, we're before this body again. Uh, to have some of these conversations. Like if they're such deep concerns as what I'm hearing right now, reach out to us. I think all, you know, most of you have our, our phone numbers. You definitely have our email. Reach out, let's grab coffee, let's talk uh, so we can uh, make sure that we're all on the same page and that we're uh, fighting for a better Methuen together. Thank you. So he said it in a nicer way, but we all know political speak on this show because you guys are bright and you, you follow the news. He was basically saying, hey, we go to Haverhill and they talk about like things that are important, like school funding, like police funding. And we come here and you guys talk for an hour about us signing off on a letter. Like, really, that's your biggest concern. Do you really think that the people of Methuen and I'm going to stick up for the people of Methuen now? Well, I very rarely do. But I'm going to stick up for the. Do you think the people of Methuen care more about you covering your ass because you said people were going to jail and they're not? Or do you think they care more about how much funding they have for community policing in their neighborhood? Do you think they care more about you going after Joe Solomon to cover your ass because you promised people he was going to jail and he's not? Or do you think they care more about how much their teachers are going to get for a raise or how many kids are going to be in the, in the next school year and how much Chapter 70 money is coming in? Or, or how about money for your dilapidated roads and bridges in Methuen? I would venture to say, from all the people that I know in Methuen, that they care a lot more about themselves than they care about you. They care a lot more about the safety of their neighborhood and the education their kids are getting than you. But you guys only care about you. You only care about how you look. You know that you pounded your fist for four years and made promises that never came true. Never. And again, you can hate Joe Solomon. You can think that what he did was wrong, and that's fine. But that doesn't excuse this. That doesn't excuse this kind of behavior. Thank God Estella Reyes wasn't there, because you know what? She wouldn't have put up with your shit. I, I'll tell you, Pavel is a good guy, and he's put up with a lot of crap over his lifetime, and so he can be uh, as polite as he was when he would politely basically told you you guys weren't doing your job. But as, I don't think Estella would have done that. She had her aide was there, Tom Baranowski. And, you know, because he's the aide, he's not free to do those kind of things. But you're lucky, man. You guys are really lucky that Estella Reyes wasn't in that room. And let me tell you something. I talked to every one of those reps and senators afterwards. They were appalled by your behavior. All of them. They were appalled by your behavior. And by the way, that meeting took place 10 days ago. Do you know that as of this morning, they still, the city council still have not sent the reps 
and the senator that letter that they want them to sign off on. And you know how I know? Two nights ago, I was at the Irish Cottage, and I was standing there talking to one of the reps. And DJ Beauregard, Council Beauregard, came walking by. And the rep turned to him and said, hey, by the way, day seven, we still don't have the letter. That was two days ago, so now it's day nine. They still don't have the letter. I called this morning. They still don't have the letter. So you guys care so much about the people of Methuen that you threw all the school kids under the bus, the police officers under the bus, the people of the neighborhoods who need police protection under the bus so that you could talk about your, your political witch hunt and you're all freaking out because you made promises that never came true. And I really hope this opens people's eyes. They wrote that letter. You read that letter. That's a, that's, I read panic in that letter. Because I, as I'm reading through that letter of them asking every single agency on the planet to investigate Joe Solomon, please put him in jail, please. We're begging you. We look bad, please. I read that and I thought, wow, these guys are really, really pissed off. They're really scared. And they should be. Because the people of Methuen need to hold people accountable. Go on the city's website. Do what I told you to do. Download the police superior officer's contract. Get a calculator and start doing the math. Because the superior officer's contract that they're under now is more than the superior officer's contract they called for people to go to jail for. So under their own, their own standard, this contract is criminal. Under their own standard, this contract is criminal. And I'm going to leave the show at that. Because, listen, maybe Joe Solomon's the worst guy in the world. Maybe he did a lot of the things that they said that he did. I don't believe most of it. I, obviously, he did some things because he's the chief, right? But at the end of the day, you can't call somebody a criminal when they're not a criminal. And you can't promise people someone's going to jail and then have them not go to jail. And every day I pick up the Tribune, every day I, I check my email every morning, did they get Joe today? For four years I've been doing this. Did they get him? They keep telling, they, they told us for four years, any day now they're going to drag him, just like with Trump. It's the same dynamic with Trump. They, they hear Solomon's name or they hear people's names that were involved in that contract and their brains just break. Like, they, they, it, something inside snaps, and they just can't handle it because the hatred, the, the visceral hatred, and quite frankly, I hope Joe Solomon's got a lawyer. I really do. At the end of the day, the slander that that guy has had to endure uh, is, is, and I'm a First Amendment guy. I don't believe in slander lawsuits 99 times out of 100. I think this might be one of the, one of the slander lawsuits that I might think should probably go forward. So I want to thank our sponsors uh, here at the Paying Attention Podcast, McLennan Real Estate Century 21, Pleasant Valley Landscaping, AFC Urgent Care, the Mercurio Law Office, Clear Path for Veterans New England, Tomo and Shaken Seafood, Borelli's Deli. You got to go get your sa- the new sausages that they got. I'm going to try those today. EIS Investigation and Gun Training, the Marsan and Sun Construction, Zanny Pesci Law Office, and the McLennan Real Estate Century 21. And hi to our studio audience. Your dad is here. What's your dad's first name? Rob. Rob. Rob is here. Rob Cunningham is here. Davis. Rob Davis. Rob Davis. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> you right. know I'm always going to get something wrong. That's all right. Most people do. Especially when I'm live. That's fine. But I don't mind doing it. I don't mind it. Um, thank, you for, thank, you, thank you guys for being here. Thank you, Dave Garafalo at Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. We will see you next week. Not me. I don't get thanks. And Chrissy, and I love you, Chrissy. You know I, I do. Too. I, I had a lot of fun at your birthday party. It wasn't a good. I felt so bad I didn't get to you as much. There was a That's lot okay. of people there That's that all right. night. You have a lot of hot friends, and that kept me busy. I, yeah, I knew it would. I knew you'd be happy. Hey, what's he saying? Sounds like he says. Sounds like he says you got to go home. So go home already.
The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.